0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars. Saturday, July 13th was the Mississippi Street Fair, and I had the immense pleasure of talking to many terrific artists. This is one of those interviews that day with Third Rail. The background sounds like a party, and it was. So if there are a few glitches in the recording, hang in there. It's worth it. Get off. is Joe like the best DJ ever in the history of the world come on I feel like I'm a part of like this awesome rockin song list I don't know it's just so cool Come get some headphones from Silent Disco. Uh, Enjoy the music of the Oregon Symphony. Enjoy Adventures in Artslandia. Uh, Enjoy the stylings of Joe Takimba, who is awesome. And right now, I'm sitting with Jennifer Lynn and Rebecca Lingafelter from Third Rail Repertory Theater. And Rebecca brought up that it was a great segue from Nancy's piece because one of the first pieces that Third Rail is going to be doing this season is a chamber musical. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. um, Let me turn. I think you're not turned on.
1: (laughs) I'm going to turn you on. That was, wow. That was quick. Yeah. Sorry. So um, the second show of our season this year is called Melancholy Play by Sarah Rule and uh, with music by a composer named Todd Almond. Um, and it's uh, written for a small chamber orchestra, four strings and a piano, and um, five actors. And it's a really sweet and uh, very funny, uh, sort of poetic um, love story, uh, uh, really about community and the way people um, help each other through difficult times.
0: It's really interesting because you'll be directing this piece... Yeah. And I wondered, uh, what are the types of things you like to bring into the rehearsal room the first few days to help artists who maybe haven't worked together uh, come together and make beautiful work?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a great question. I feel um, I do a lot of movement stuff with actors. I uh, work with with a technique called the viewpoints. That's yes. a kind of ensemble uh-huh. building um, way of working, and it uh, it helps. It, it, I mean, I feel like part of the reason it works so well is that it's not about sort of. Um, the normal kind of thinking interactions between people, but it's actually just the bodies communicating, and so mm-hmm. people drop into that much faster, and it tends to create a real synergy in the room right from the very start. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talk about the play a lot, you know, and that starts to build vocabulary amongst the group about um, the world that we're shaping together and the kinds of things that we're going to make together. So. It's
0: so interesting you use the words the world you're you're shaping together, yeah. and those are the kinds of words that you can. Use Use with any kind of problem-solving or in any business. Everybody who's together, and we're creating a world right here.
1: That's right. That's exactly... Yeah, it's beautiful, right? We're all constantly shaping narrative together. Yes. So, by by our interactions, which is right. one of the things I love the most about theater, mm-hmm. is that collaborative, you know, all different um, disciplines involved in theater from the design to the performers, and in this case, to the musicians... Uh, coming together to create a cohesive world I mean it's just a really thrilling thing to be a part of yeah, yeah. it
0: is I know yeah. I'm, I love I love being in the rehearsal room it's so much fun yeah it's unique and now Jennifer Lynn is an amazing artist as well and she is going to be a technical director is that right of a piece also with third rail
2: um, actually the technical director is a, a man named James Mapes I'll, I'll just be the director. Um, it's kind of. Oh, I thought like, you said technical director. Well, for heaven's well, sake. I think originally it had been. So it's this crazy way in which you know, I think in a small in a small intimate art form like live theater, like things can shift around um, just in terms of like the roles that you. I mean, I don't. I feel like I don't know almost anyone in in who does live theater who kind of. Only does one thing,
0: and you do a lot of things.
2: Even if they only do like, even if they're only known for one thing, they're all they're always doing. You know, like because I feel like there's such a sense of community that comes up in in live theater that 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 doesn't quite happen anywhere else. That like you end up first of all like learning so much just from the people that you work with because you know it's so much more fluid um, that dialogue. Um, so anyway, long story short yes i'm i'm actually the director uh, for Mother Come home um, James Mapes is the technical director um I think a lot of that has to do with the way that this piece is um is pretty different from anything third rail's done before and mm-hmm. i I think it might be it's different from most anything i've um heard of anyone doing before. Um, Tell us a little bit about it it's so it's i it's a it's based on a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways it is a graphic novel. Like I think one of the things that I'm hoping to to experiment with is just this idea of um is there a way in which you can sit in a room full of people and have this experience that is Usually, so private and so singular, which is reading a graphic novel. Um, the the artist um, and author Paul Hornschmeyer is going to be coming for um, for our tech rehearsal, oh, and great. he's going to be part of it. Um, and so, I think on its simplest form, it could just be a live reading with the artwork. Um, there might be some small animation. Depending on what we find in the room, we'll have the artist there. So, it's really uh, it's really exciting. Like, on on a certain level, like I feel like I we certainly I've been working with the technical director, and we're starting to. It's on one level, it feels like I know exactly what it's going to be, um, because we're talking in a very sort of granular way about you know transitions between between the panels, the different panels of the graphic novel. But on another level, like I sort of feel like it's wide open, like what it ends up really being. So, when does this show fall into the third rail season? Um, it's actually the first. It's the first show, but it's not a full four week run. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's ten performances. Um, we we open on October fifth. And what space will you be in? We'll be in Coho, which is great you, for people who know that space. It's an interesting space to do video work in because, oh, yes. on one level, um, when we did Arlington for our last uh, play of this season, and there was something really kind of thrilling about um, seeing video work that close up, being that close to it, that you could kind of almost touch the screen. Mm. I mean, usually when you experience that media, you're you're in a proscenium theater. So your very your your um, viewpoint is very specific, and it's usually pretty far away. Even if the image is fantastic and the screen is giant, you're you're pretty f- you don't have that proximity. So it, there is something that um, I didn't know that I would discover. But like just working on Arlington, there was something so um, so amazing about being in such an intimate space with. Uh, Projection work. So, and
0: you're an expert in the field as a lighting designer.
2: Yeah, but I actually know. I mean, the original idea was partly because I was trying to figure out a way that I could force myself to learn more about video.
0: That's how Um, this rolls. That's how I why I'm doing this podcast. Actually, I thought to myself, I really need to learn how to interview people. It sounds fun, and I want to know how to edit audio. So, and then Misty Tompoles was so gracious and amazing to let me have a chance at inventing what an arts podcast could be, and that's what we do as artists. Again, another problem-solver situation, yeah. you know? And, I, you know, it, I can't uh, not comment on the fact that you are two women directors, and this is an area in which we're all talking in the, in the arts about how to increase the number of women who are actually at the fore... How does that feel? What do you feel as, as you work? What do you feel as a female director you bring to the table that's unique, or, or do you?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good question. I, um, I feel particularly excited to be a part of Third Rail. I'm sort of in thinking about those things. I think um, it's a real priority for Maureen, our artistic director, to put women in roles, in leadership roles in particular, in all aspects of... Um, making the work from production management to directors. And um, I feel like what that creates is just a space where women feel empowered to collaborate and speak into the piece together, right? So I don't know that I feel like what I bring is unique, but what I do bring is um, space for more people to feel agency inside of making the work together, you know, because I think sometimes, um, you know, spaces. That are run mostly my men can just feel like there 's not permission mm-hmm. to kind of take take ownership of different aspects of the work um, so I feel like that 's probably the biggest impact is the kind of space that 's created in the room um, yeah and I mean this this thing about artists being encouraged to sort of think outside of their discipline or think outside of the box I think that 's another thing that being in a company is really um, like that it generates that ability um you know part of why we're part of this company is that it both gives us space to as an actor try to be a director which is what i've started to do you know or lighting designer (laughs) director actor jen Lin performed this last year Mm -hmm. and john so beautifully
2: yeah
0: that Um, was so funny because i know some some other uh colleagues had said I didn't know Jennifer Lynn was an actress. I mean, you just you keep it all on the down low. I don't she know what does. you can't do.
2: I think that, um, I mean, I do think that part of it is this shift. Um, and it's not, I think, on some level, it's kind of just coinciding with this uh, leaning towards more uh, diversity in leadership. But I also think that it is also a product of diversity in leadership um, because there's something about, being in in a company where, or being just in a community where there are so many strong female uh, artists and female leaders and female role models, that sort of encourages you and allows you to just start, you know, just start talking. And the more you talk, the more ideas that you find that you have, the more opinions that you find you that you have. And so it's it's about dialogue in like the in the true sense which is that like you're kind of like saying what just saying what you think and hearing feedback to that um, without you know agenda and without um, sort of aggression Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so I forget what the question was I mean that's alright
0: there's really no questions it's really just (laughs) hanging around talking
2: um but yeah, I mean, but then it does allow you to kind of work outside of your discipline, and or not, it's not even because I I do feel like with um, live performance, it is sort of all one discipline on a certain level because everything is having to work symbiotically to create like something like this singular moment in time that you know could be in front of 800 people, it could be in front of like three people um, with a. You know, a huge street fair just in the background. Um, there's about
0: nine thousand yeah. stories going on right now. Yeah.
2: Um, but it's amazing, like just watching the the cellist from the symphony before. Like your ability to forget that there's nine thousand people traversing the street behind you and focus um, your attention on one cellist um, singing and playing um, is is this amazing thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I I do feel like it's this thing that can only happen with live performance.
0: Is this your directorial
2: debut? It is, yeah. It is. And I wonder, too,
0: in that system that is Third Rail, is there, I would think there's probably room for people who have experience directing and that kind of
2: collaborative spirit. Yeah, I mean, I think that most of, like, I know that Rebecca, you know, is multidisciplinary. Isaac is... who directed Arlington, which is our last season. I don't think that, uh, like, we haven't had that many directors who are just directors. Um, Yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, interesting. That's kind of
0: a cool distinction, actually. That's unique, I think. So how can people
1: check out Third Rail online? So, you can go to our website, www.thirdrailrep.org, and we have um, season packages available, all kinds of different options for how you want to put together watching the work this year. We have a membership available. Um, we also do this National Theater Live programming. Oh, where which is so much fun. So incredible. These yeah, in
0: fact, I think there's one tomorrow. There is. That's yes, right. Yeah. I read about
1: that. All about Eve and the audience. Oh, so two
0: great incre- female-propelled <laughs> pieces. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. those look. And I, yeah, check out the website if you yeah. love uh, seeing theater in a unique way. And are those still
1: held at the World Trade Center? Yep, at the World Trade T- Center downtown. So yeah. easy parking and great. Huge screen. Y- yep, great it's space. Really, it's so much fun. It's beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah, so people can check it out there. Now, on a, on a non theater note, what do you guys do to fill up your cup? I love visual art, I love going to contemporary art, I love con. I mean, I. I Is there or what are you reading, for instance? We've got the Willamette Writers coming next, so you know maybe we should talk about what the heck you're reading.
2: Um, I I I'm a big fan of graphic novels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now I'm uh, Anders Nielsen's uh, tongue, tongues. Uh, It's a series uh, that, and I think that uh, he is also a Portland-based graphic novelist. Um, That's my new thing that I'm obsessed with um, and then uh, I mean both Rebecca and I have small children so I, I you're don't reading know. a lot of Dr. Yeah, I, Seuss I feel like I used to be cultur- more, way more culturally aware than I am like right, right this second I um, keep
0: touting this book that I'm reading uh, it's called Figuring by Maria Popova and uh, Patrick Walsh recommended it to me, and I just crazy about it. And she has this incredible b- blog called Brain Pickings, which is a blast, really fun. I love how she thinks it's
1: inspiring. How about you? Yeah, I mean, you said Doctor Seuss, and <laughs> to a lot of Doctor Seuss. My daughter calls Green Eggs and Ham, Ham and Sam. So every day, I just hear her go, having some, having some. <laughs> so we read a lot of that, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, I'm mostly reading theater. So I'm reading some Beckett right now for a oh, project nice. I'm doing January. Nice. But um, in terms of other art that fills me up, I mean, I think s- symphonic music is just one of the most um, filling things for me. It really, I always feel just like somatically in my body. I just feel calmer. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about the way that sound moves through the liquid in our body. I enters mean, it, your body. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. things to us and I always feel that way whenever mm-hmm. I go um, to anything symphonic. So, yeah, I love it. I'm just curious about a graphic novels. Like, I,
0: I was turned on to graphic novels with Alison and Bechtel and which ended up becoming a beautiful musical called Fun Home and mm-hmm. I wondered, do graphic novels uh, Artists or those who create graphic novels—do they always write their own book? Is it always a visual artist writing their own words and visual art?
2: No, I don't believe so. Is I, that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I I know it's particularly when you get to things like like X Men and the Marvels, like the the those things become. I mean, in the same way, like when you take um, you know. Take drama Mm -hmm. and kind of extrapolate it to like a more like marketable, a bigger format. Things start to become a a little bit more compartmentalized. Um, So, I mean, I know for things like X Men, you know, there are people who Mm who kind of just do like lettering and like. And so, it's been fascinating to work on Mother Come Home because you actually start to really break those things apart, and Mm. because for the for the reading. Um, for the most part, I think um, we'll be removing the text, like the little word bubbles, oh. from the artwork. But then, once you start to do that, you start to think, like, what does that mean? Are there moments where we don't want to do that? Like, so it, it really becomes um, like a fascinating or incredibly boring, depending on like <laughs> on what you like, who you, yeah, what you like, and who you are, or how successful we we are, it, um, like. Exercise in sort of like how do we like all those visually visual information like how do you break it apart? Like, what does a composition mean if you try to remove one element from it?
0: That's so interesting, because I was talking to Kate about, who's coming up with Willamette Writers, about Book It, repertory theater in Seattle. Right. And so they are turning fiction into uh, theater, and then they're deciding who says what and who says the, makes the dialogue, and then who's also of the other prose. And it sounds similar to removing the bubble. You know, what's commentary what's a character saying is the character always saying what's in the
2: bubble right and then and just in on a visual level like when you remove that text then you have empty space in the place where that text used to be and what does that mean how does it change the composition of the of that's the cool artwork? right and you know so that it just becomes like this you just realize like how you know like, the arts in general, like, there's so many components to almost any art form. Like, you start breaking them apart, and and you start really, like... I mean, it's, it's fascinating, and it's thrilling, um, and it's really scary. Um, <laughs> because you just, you know, like, breaking things apart like that, like, you just, like, have suddenly a world of possibilities, but also a world of things that you have to think about that you never thought about before. Well,
0: come and be excited and thrilled and see how Jennifer Lynn uh, examines these questions in the piece coming up in the fall at Third Rail Repertory Theater. And Rebecca Lingefelter, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Jennifer. It's always great to see you. Have a great day at the Mississippi Street Fair, and thanks for joining me at Adventures on Artslandia. Thank you. I want to reach 50% more listeners in the next three months, and I need your help. Will you share and subscribe? If I reach my goal, let's invent a cocktail to celebrate. How about an Adventure Rita in Artslandia? Or do you have a better idea?